0: Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official health care partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888 FOUR 4 gw docs Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Wild Ginger Running. We're live today with a very special guest. He is an ultra runner. He is a brand ambassador for ASICS and he co-founded Black Trail Runners, which is a community and campaigning charity seeking to increase inclusion, participation, and representation of black people in trail running. So welcome, Sonny Pert. how are you doing today?
2: I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me
1: awesome it's <laughs> How really, are you doing? yeah i'm good thank you it's really great to have you on the show um and i just thought i'd start off with a really easy question um which i ask a lot of people that come onto these chats um and what is it about trail running that you love so much
2: well it's that it gets you into places that you wouldn't normally get to see um and for me particularly it enables me to experience the landscape uh, in a way that generally we don't do you know if we're in our cars or even if we're walking yeah I mean yes you can walk but it takes a lot longer uh, so the ability to be able to kind of traverse an ancient trail over a few hours and actually get a sense of how the land has changed how it's developed um, you know what are Current relationship with it is all of that in the space of a run is fantastic for me.
1: Awesome. And I, am I right in thinking you live in London because you work at King's College um, teaching That's business right. management?
2: Yeah, I live in, yeah. in Northwest London. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: so how do you find the trails there? Like, um, is it is it mainly kind of grassy parkland and stuff? How, how good is it? Uh,
2: I mean, I'm finding more and more. Um, there, I mean, even you know. Where I am in Harrow, we're well inside the M25. You know, there's a farm that I do my regular kind of five-mile run through from my front door. Um, you know, a dairy farm, which seems bizarre in mean, <laughs> this kind of suburban area. But we've got, um, you know, we've got some amazing woodland. We've got some kind of heathland. Um, there's a lot of green space. I mean, London is actually, you know, kind of. I'm told the greenest city in the world in terms of the number of trees and things that it's got. Mm-hmm. Um, this year I've been doing um, uh, what's called the Greenways Challenge. So, uh, Camino Ultra, which is a sort of event company in East London, they've set up this kind of thing. They create a run um, on a London trail once a month throughout the year. And I've already discovered like you know two or three trails that I just never even knew about, and they're you know pretty close to where I am. You can get to them by public transport, uh, and you just see a side of London that you just wouldn't normally see. And so yeah, there there is a lot of green space that you can run on. Just on Sunday, I ran along the Celendine Route, which is one of my favourite routes, and um, you know Uxbridge to Harrow. You, know, you cross over the A forty, but you know, there's a lot of time when you're just in woods or you're on grassland, and you know, it's just you and the birds. Wow.
1: It's awesome. That is brilliant. And um, and how did you get into running in the first place? Have you always been a trail runner? Then have you always um, sought out the wild spaces when you run?
2: No, not at all. Um, I mean, i have not even always been a runner, right? So um,
1: <laughs> have you always been sporty?
2: Yeah, I've always been sporty, so, you know, back in my school days, I played football and cricket and rugby, um, and I did athletics, but I was a sprinter, I wasn't a distance runner at all, um, and I think the first time that I really got into kind of distance running was somehow I managed to sort of enter the London Marathon um, <laughs> in 2003 or something, so, um, yeah, I, I ran that. Uh, but then I, I only became a regular runner kind of 10 years ago um, typical story you know a bit of middle-aged spread trying to <laughs> fix that um, and then sort of turned up to a local running club as a way of kind of keeping my motivation going and then just got kind of sucked into the whole kind of lifestyle and social aspect of it um, and then you know a few you know as as lots of I'd say beginner runners do you find that your improvements happen quite quickly mm. so after that initial can i run can i do this kind of stuff once you start doing it regularly you improve really fast uh, and so you end up being sort of dragged into okay i'll run a 5k okay i'll run a 10k okay i'll run a half marathon all that kind of stuff um and yeah so i ended up you know within a two or three years running a marathon um and then sort of a club mate of mine, she was running a trail marathon down in Sussex and she was just asking if anyone was interested in doing it with her and I said yeah that sounds like fun I'm doing some other stuff like that so yeah let's go for it uh, and it was just a bit of a revelation really, uh, it was like wow this is totally different to what I've done before um, and it's actually really cool, uh, you know you're out in nature, you're out in the outdoor just seeing you know interesting stuff that's not you know another high street It's not another suburban road um yeah it's really nice so yeah i didn't i've come not look back from that yeah and obviously roads and stuff like that but yeah trail, I mean, exactly yeah,
1: yeah and what just going back to what you're saying before about discovering new trails as well and that's one of my favorite things to do like i've lived here now for you know seven or so years and the other day, I found a new trail that I'd never run on before, and it, it's just so exciting, isn't it? <laughs> the small things, <laughs>
2: yeah. And, but it's the great. I mean, to me, it, you know, the, the kind of the, the opposite to that is that you know, unlike road running, trail running, you can run the same trail over and over again, and it can be very different, right? If I run it in January, it's very different to when I run it in March or run it in June or run it in. whenever, whereas roads are either wet or dry or Cold or hot, and that's pretty
1: much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? And I'm glad you said that because that just reminding me of the last run that I did through a field. Um, I don't usually go that way, and it was just completely overgrown, and I had to fight my way through the whole thing. You could see the path underneath, but it, it was a farmer's field, and it was just completely overgrown. And I felt like a midget while I was running through there. So <laughs> it's just, it was really, um, yeah. It took a while because I had to beat my way through. <laughs>
2: Take like a machete with you. Yeah, I
1: should have. I really should have. I should have hacked that path down. Um, and so, uh, did you then get into ultra running? Am I right in thinking you've done some quite long ones as well?
2: Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm the wrong side of fifty, depending on how you look at these things. Oh, I so, I've so. no, got to running. that stage <laughs> in my life where I don't think I'm going to get any faster. <laughs> <particularly>. <laughs> um, and so, the appeal of you know, kind of pushing myself. It's kind of moved to going longer so um yeah i it was to me it seemed like a kind of natural progression to go from marathons to ultras you know i did a in fact i think my first ultra was actually the race of the stone so it was Mm -hmm. like 250ks back to back uh Mm -hmm. which was which was an experience but um yeah i think it's 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 kind of a yeah, so before before I before I started ultra running, I didn't really know what it was. It just wasn't a thing. right? Yeah. I just never really heard of it. And then suddenly, I have heard of it, and I'm thinking, actually, I'd quite like to do that. Um, and discovered that you know I'm not, you know, I'm not fast, but I'm just kind of stubborn, and I <laughs> kind of appear to have got a high pain threshold for <laughs> some of the stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. I, that sort of just going longer when your body actually kind of is saying stop don't go further um actually i quite like that and the i think part of it was i saw the documentary about the Barky marathons oh
1: yeah um, so,
2: you know, the, the race that eats its young uh, and that's just a revelation about what running can be about even though you would actually don't see very much running because Famously, there's no kind of coverage of the race actually live, but you see people talking about it. Um, and there's a one of the guys on that he says, you know, not controversially, that you know people don't have enough pain in their lives. Uh, and you know, whereas you know, on one level that's a ridiculous thing to say, on another <laughs> yeah. level, it makes absolute sense. Um, you know in the lots of people who are doing these long distances that's kind of what they're doing they're just pushing themselves and yeah see, it's
1: like life's too easy just going yeah, through the day to day it's I mean, too comfortable
2: you just, yeah you can just live your life kind of you know, very easily you know we're we're fortunate enough despite you know lots of stuff that's going on in the world you know the the fact is that mid 21st century it's a lot easier to live than it has at any point in yeah uh, and so we've lost that kind of you know that challenge if you like yeah uh, so you know i think it's a real kind of good counterpoint to complacency uh, and it's become a bit of a tourism that people say you know if i can do this then i can do other stuff in my life as like, well but I think it is true, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I call on that stuff myself, mm. know, sometimes when I'm faced with something which I'm finding it difficult to do, um, you know, I can recall, well, at that time when you were, you know, 50 miles into X race and you didn't like carrying on, but you did, and yeah. things got, uh, that's quite a good kind of memory to fall back on.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, yeah. I thought that I had that, and then I experienced childbirth.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> that is a whole different. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 can't comment.
1: <laughs> um, um, so, what have you recently run? Then, um, what stands out for you? Like coming back after COVID, like have you done many events since um, we were allowed to? Uh,
2: yeah, quite a few. So last year was actually really busy, probably too busy, but. Um... The, I mean, the most recent race I've run is the Thames Path 100, so... Oh, um, wow.
1: 100 miles.
2: It's just three and a half weeks ago, um, and um, yeah, it was really good. Um, I ran a PB.
1: Wow. Well,
2: it's the third time I've run that race, um, but yeah, I sort of took 20 minutes off my fastest time previously. Wow. Um, but it was also a really challenging race. Yeah. Um, there was there was a course diversion, sort of last minute, which added miles onto the course. Um, I was I was trying to get under twenty four hours, and then actually I ended up not quite doing that. Partly because the course was longer, and partly because of my own stupidity and the height of the. Oh
1: no! I hate it when I that happens. It's like it's already a long race. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's. But it's a really good lesson in the fact that on these really long races, there are lots of opportunities for things to go wrong. But also, even when things go wrong, there's lots of opportunities for them to get right again. Yeah, um, you're, you're out there for a long time, so it's it's an experience that you know kind of lives with you uh, for a long time afterwards. You know, I've run, I've run a lot of. would call short races kind of half marathons and stuff and you know i can barely remember
1: yeah
2: whereas hundreds i can remember how i felt at particular points during those races (laughs) yeah In my mind, <laughs>
1: and having done several hundreds now, which is really impressive in itself. Have you got like, um, like, have you got a tip for people? You know, like something that you wish you'd known earlier about running such a long way? Is there just like one thing that really stands out to you as a learning point?
2: Um, the main thing. I mean, if you if you want to improve your time, the main thing is don't fat around in ah. aid stations.
1: Ah, okay.
2: I think, you know, in my early days of doing them, of any Ultra, I would kind of be, oh, they've put on this A-station for me, I ought to spend some time here.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, put your great... feet up, read the newspaper.
2: Yeah, and, you know, you feel as though, yeah, you know, I should sit down and have a bit of a rest, you know, because I'm going a long way. Whereas <laughs> now, it's literally, um, I'm literally going to be in here long enough to get fluids in my, whatever, you know, in my bottles. Uh, Pick up whatever food that I might want to go, and within two or three minutes, I'm out again um, and moving. uh, Because yeah, there's there's no need to sleep. Yeah. And certainly on the on the Thames Path 100, you know, I think between every single aid station, you know, I gained places because I'm coming in and people are sat around doing whatever, and you know, I've left before they got up again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. so yeah that's but, my tip <laughs> that's,
1: that's really interesting because I thought you were going to say something to do with training perhaps but actually that's a really amazing way to boost your PB without even having to do any extra training you just don't I mean, faff around I'm, it's great
2: 100 miler there might be 10 aid stations yeah and if you spend 10, 10 minutes in each, each one bar. Wow, <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> okay, save yourself an hour just by doing that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's time on feet still, isn't it? Like get yeah. it over with quicker. That's great. Thanks for that. If I ever do a hundred miler, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I would like to do one one day, um, but yeah, they do. That it scares me a, a, a bit doing a hundred miles. Just the fact that you're out there for such a long time. Um, but yeah, maybe one day <laughs> I'll do um, one of the ones down south rather than a really south really hilly one. Yeah, <laughs> the Thames Path One Hundred sounds good. Um, and are you training for anything at the moment? You've got anything coming up soon?
2: Um, so I'm down to run the North Downs Way Hundred in August.
1: Oh, is that Centurion running?
2: Yeah, uh, again. So I I did that in 2020. Um, and it was ridiculously hot. Um, so just finishing it was a feat. So I'd quite like to do that in a slightly less kind of Saharan temperature. Oh,
1: yeah. Do you prefer running in cooler temperatures then? But I definitely do, because I get so hot
2: running. Yeah, I don't have a particular preference or such, but it was just so hot that it was really difficult. You know, yeah. You know. um, I think the dropout rate was like 57% or something. Yeah is a lot. <laughs> that is high. So, uh, and that was just due to the temperature and conditioning. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to do it in slightly more runnable conditions, let's put it that
1: way. Yeah. Yeah, usually here we're going, oh, I hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> that's like unusual, isn't it, to have a race too hot in the UK? <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, August on the North Downs, yeah, that's that's it's not... It's pretty good, much so. France,
1: isn't it, really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you run, you run through a vineyard. You oh. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then I'm doing um, the Ultra X England uh, in September. So I'm doing the 50K. Is that in in Wales? No, it's the Peak District. Oh,
1: okay, the Ultra X. Okay, I'll
2: have to look into that. Yeah, so they do have all those, right? Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so this is the third running of that, and I've run the previous two, uh, and both times I was kind of just running with someone else and not kind of racing racing it particularly um so this time i'd quite like to see how well i can do on it really i mean it still won't be fast but it'll be faster than previously hopefully yeah. so I'll kind of give it a go yeah
1: well you're only really racing yourself in these things i find anyway aren't you
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah but there's a difference between yeah i'm just going to go around and enjoy it and you know what i'm actually going to push myself
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's really cool and you'll find that you'll smash all those PVs i know you've said that you're like getting the wrong side of 50 and whatever but it sounds like (laughs) your times are actually going down because of
2: all your experience the mile pb has been coming down so yeah
1: and that's experience (laughs) and that's the great thing about trail running is there's so much more than just physical fitness involved that's what i like about it anyway um, we have had a question on the live chat, um, just I don't know if you're okay to answer a couple of live questions as they come in. Um, but Saragon McKenney um, wants to know what your training schedule looks like for a 100k. Um, I suppose we've just been talking about 100 miles, but yeah. Um, do you have any sort of like a weekly training schedule idea for for these long distance things?
2: So um... I mean, first of all, I'd say that you know everybody's training plan is very personal to them, yeah. and you know, I would strongly recommend you know employing the services of a coach to help you with that at the very least. Oh, do um, you have a coach? Um, <laughs> now I'm going to say no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm going to say I'm self-coached. Yeah, I am just a qualified coach, so I can do that. But, oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, What I would say is, you know, for me personally, it's about building up miles gradually. So I'm not a sort of massive weekly mileage person, you know, my body just wouldn't deal with that particularly, and I don't feel the need to do that. Uh, So what I do is think about what my sort of goal race is going to be, and then maybe sort of three to four months out. I'll think about what my kind of peak mileage for that is going to be. And for 100K, if I was doing that, I would probably say the 100K in a week would probably be my peak.
1: Oh, over the whole week.
2: Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably thinking my peak mileage is going to be like 60 miles a week. For me, that's a lot. Mm. So, um, so I would basically work back from that to a kind of starting point where I could reach that a couple of weeks before the race, having only increased my mileage by kind of 10% a week so if that means that I should be running 20 miles this week and then 22 next week and then 25 the week after and so on and so on that's what I would do and I literally just put a spreadsheet together that does that and then I'll just run my weekly runs uh, around that and try and mix them up with some some little bit of speed work and some hill work depending on what race it is that I'm trying to do Um, yeah and in theory, that's what I do, yeah. um, and then in head I do strength and <laughs> conditioning and flexibility work, and occasionally I do actually do it. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. And and these days I'm much more sort of incorporating, you know, the grand word for it is cross training, but basically doing some cycling, doing some swimming, so sort of stuff that gets me some aerobic stuff without sort of putting too much pressure on my joints. Yeah, jumps,
1: the like constant that. pounding. So, yeah Yeah. I love the way that you said in your head you do the strength and conditioning because that is exactly me this morning I was going to go to a strength and conditioning class and then I felt a bit tired so I didn't go and I was like oh you have to do it as soon as you've dropped Finley at nursery you've got to go back and do it on do a a free one on YouTube and did I no (laughs) I just didn't do it I just Cracked on with work, um so yeah. So that's very bad of me, and I'm telling myself I'll do it after he's gone to bed as well. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm literally so, looking at my weights right now. I can see them here, and I'm like, mm, yeah, I should use yeah. those. So
1: Why is it so hard? <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? And it's just 15 well, minutes well, a day. That's all we have to do. Just 15 minutes in a day, one day.
2: But that's you know we, you know we like running. And so you, yeah. know, if you give the choice between running and doing that I'll do running and then other stuff comes in and you know ultimately you have to fit in your regime around the rest of your life and it depends on you know what's really important to you um, and you know the fact is that you know, what I'm doing kind of works so
1: yeah. you, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of that.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I still I still have in my head, yes, I will definitely be doing this more regularly in future. It's just the future never seems to arise. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Something to aim for. Um well um Saragon says thank you very much for answering their question there. Um and I can see that you're also wearing an as it is it ASICs or ASICs? I never know. Which, um, what, how do you It's one it? of those
2: words where you can say it either way. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Because it's not an actual word, it's an acronym. Oh. So, um, so it, I'm going to get this rough and wrong, but it's kind of ansana incorporo sane. So it's oh. basically Latin for sound mind and in you know, a sound body. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't know that. It, uh that the uh, founder of ASICS uh, was kind of taken by. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it stands for.
1: Yeah. Oh, so you call it ASICS?
2: Yeah, I, I generally call it ASICS.
1: ASICS. I'll call it ASICS then. Um, and so, um, how did you become an ambassador for them then? Is, is that part of their front runner team? Is that what it is?
2: Yeah, so um, this is a, a worldwide sort of team of ambassadors. Um, and um, every year there's a kind of enrolment process Uh, so you fill in a kind of application uh, they ask you some interesting questions uh, and then uh, there's a kind of selection process you know which is slightly opaque but um, (laughs) effectively they're looking for people who inspire other people to move and to run etc so yeah i i did that last year uh, and Fortunately, I was chosen uh, along with four other uh, people that year. And once you're in the team, you're you're in until. Mm-hmm decide that, you know, it's not for you anymore, or they decide that you're not for the <laughs> You
1: better. get kicked out. Boy, <laughs> you haven't inspired enough people this year, Sonny. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's not like you're in for a year or whatever. It's like you're in until, you know, so there's people who have been, I think the first team was set up in Germany many, many years ago, and there's people who have been in that team for years and years. So, yeah, it's really, it's really great. So, the, in the UK, there's about 50 of us um all over the country um, and it's incredibly diverse um, you know I know a lot of brands talk about that kind of thing uh, but you know I genuinely know that we have a diverse group of people in our team um, so and just really interesting people as well in that you know, you might imagine that um, you know these kind of ambassador teams are full of you know super fit gym bunnies or whatever. and It's just not like that at all. I mean, there are some, but uh, there's people like me, you know, there's people older than me. There are people slower than me. There are people, you know, up to there are people representing their country, uh, you know, at various distances. Uh, you know, there's runners, there's swimmers, there's triathletes. Uh, you know, it's really interesting, bunch of people, and really super kind of friendly. It's like instantly you feel like you're part of the family. So yeah. really great, and you get to do some really cool things.
1: Um, uh, Joel Prescott says, um, I answered this as well before you came on, but he says, um, do you put in most of your miles um, from? Uh, in most of your miles, in before the house wakes up, especially in the summer months. Like, do you get up early and do it before everyone else, or do you make it as no, part of your day?
2: I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. No, me neither. <laughs> um, so I, I may do on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, generally my Sunday is a long run. Uh, it would be early, um, though not by some people's standards. So I'm not kind of chasing the sunrise. Uh, and during the week, I'm generally working, so I'll generally run after work rather than before and yeah that's just how i how i roll (laughs) yeah
1: oh that's good to know because i hate getting up early too um and Maeve O'Reilly says uh, does Sonny have any interest in the Cape Wrath Ultra or the Dragon's Back stage races
2: wow um so Cape Wrath definitely um i've run um the Highland Ultra which is on the Noydar Peninsula so some of that is on the Cape Wrath Trail Wow. Uh, so um, you know, I know how beautiful it is up there. So yeah. I would love, I would quite love to do that. Uh, the Dragon's Back kind of scares me. Um, you know, that's a properly tough mountain race. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that.
1: <laughs> I know. I really wanted to do that one as well, but just the ascent, like in that time frame, I was thinking I'd prefer to do it over like two weeks that route.
2: Yeah. I mean it it would be interesting as a challenge um you know i think it's one of those races where the conditions will make a huge difference to what your experience is going to be yeah Uh, i would have to adjust my mindset to be okay even when i start i'm not sure if i'm going to finish this this is going to be about you know how do i do yeah Uh, you know which is very different to most of the long distance races that i've done where i've kind of I'm starting this I know I'm going to (laughs) finish yeah
1: I am going to finish yeah yeah you just get to a point because I tried to do the Cape Bath Ultra in 2018 like I finished day four and it's an eight day race right and um, I just couldn't continue I wasn't getting enough sleep my mouth had gone all weird from eating sweet stuff all the time (laughs) my hips felt like someone was poking two red hot pokers into them they were on fire Um, I wasn't fit enough and my feet were just blistered like I had like little finger little toe blisters so every time I walked like I was being stung by a bee and that someone was poking a knife into me at the same time. I just didn't enjoy it and I was like, why am I doing this? I'm not enjoying myself. So I quit for three days and then I did the last day because I really wanted to go see Sandwood Bay, this beautiful right. beach that you can't drive to and see the Cape Wrath lighthouse as well. So I did the last day. So I did five of the eight days, and for me that was a really great experience. Still, but yeah, I didn't complete anything. That
2: <laughs> five more than most people do. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you'd really enjoy it. It's it's really good. But
2: yeah, I'd like to do that. Um, I mean, there are some other sort of stage races that I'd quite like to do. Um, I'd really like to do Deadwater Water. Um, so um, yeah, which is six days. Um, I was actually entered to do it last year, but thing came up so I couldn't run it. <laughs> Um, so I'm hoping that it runs again and
1: yeah. I'll get that, <laughs> cool. Oh that sounds like a good one too. I'll have to have a look at that. Um but I think we should talk we should skip to the good bit because um I've got you here to talk about black trail runners as well. Yeah. And I was just about to and then everything cut off. <laughs> so we must talk about it quickly in case it goes again. Um but yeah, I just really wanted to, to just um tell everyone that you founded um co founded Black Trail Runners and just ask you a little bit about why you decided to fi- found it and and what the challenges are that people are facing right now and how we can help in the quest to increase diversity like ASICs do
2: yeah so um, it was really about a realization that um, black people are woefully underrepresented in trail running Mm -hmm. so data that we have tells us that fewer than or less than 1% of trail race entrants in the UK are black Um, Whereas black people make up 4.5% of the population, at least. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I love trail running. My other co founders love trail running. We know that it's good for us physically and mentally. So, people are missing out on it. And there must be some kind of reason for that. Uh, and we think that the reasons are to do with access, to do with uh, skills, and to do with representation. Uh, so, you know, the easiest of those to think about is representation. Uh, you know, do people see other black people represented in the tra- in the sport of trail running, either in the media or in events or whatever? And the fact is that, broadly, no, they haven't seen them. Um, and you know, for all that we might say, yeah, anyone can go out and run on the trails. The fact is that it generally takes some kind of prompting for someone to do that and often that is someone that you know or some kind of role model that you see uh, and you think ah yeah that person looks like me if they can do that maybe i can do that right um so yeah and the fact is that you know until two years ago um you could very often pick up a trial running magazine and not see a single person of color represented um unfortunately you still can but it's much less much less likely now. Uh, so there has been there has been movement. Um, so you know we're about working with uh, events and brands and media to kind of change that narrative. Uh, we're also about uh, giving people access to the skills uh, that they need to help them uh, feel confident about going out on the trails, going out in the mountains, wherever it happens to be. Because again, if you haven't grown up in that kind of environment. It can be a bit intimidating right yeah. how, how do you how do you how do you behave in those environments how do you make sure that you're safe yeah and so we work on that and we work on access in terms of trying to make sure that people can get to races can get to events so we'll put on trail taster days uh where you know we will provide transport we'll put them in places where people can get to they're free um so people can get the chance to actually see what it's like people who either haven't run before really or have only run on roads uh, to get a chance to do something different and unsurprisingly what we find is that they were like wow this is great uh, why haven't I done this before
0: yeah.
2: uh, oh they haven't done it before because there hasn't been someone intentionally working to get them on the trails yeah. uh, that's what we're trying to do um, so yeah it's and it's seems to be sort of striking a chord so uh, I was just out on Sunday uh, with a small group of people running a local trail um, and it's just great to see people doing stuff which they wouldn't normally do and we try and make it as inclusive as possible. Uh, you know, but you recognise that the fact is that you know, the, the experience of black people in the UK is not always the same as the experience of white people. Yeah. Um, and um, you, know, you have to take that into consideration. Uh, so if you're asking someone to do something new, to go into a new space, then you want to remove all kinds of, as many barriers as you can, and one of them yeah. is, it can be well justifying why you're there. Um, you know, the fact is that there's still you know, uh, a sense for, for some people that you know, these spaces are white spaces and it's still kind of a bit of a surprise to see a black person in those spaces. And if you are that black person, it's not comfortable, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. doesn't feel comfortable. Um, so you know, being able to go and try that out with people who you know look like you, Uh, Can make it more comfortable you know you don't have to explain your kind of life experience you know there's stuff that doesn't have to be spoken Uh, you've got some shared references uh, you know which aren't otherwise the case Uh, and I know that people listening to this some people listening to this will be thinking everyone's the same you know what's the big deal Uh, but you know that's just you know, frankly, it's just a naive you.
1: You can't say that unless you're you, can you? I, like I can't look at the world and go, of course there's no barriers for black people because I'm not black in any sense. I'm like the furthest from black you could ever get. So how am I? I can't say that at all. And I just have to, you know, listen to what you say. Are the challenges and what are the barriers, and like understand it and believe yep, you. <laughs> uh,
2: you no, know, and our sort of. <laughs> Our fundamental thing is well you know if there isn't an issue well please explain the numbers in some other way exactly <laughs> yeah so, yeah you, know, uh, you know so that that's what we're trying to do We you know we're going to move those numbers we want to see black people equally represented in trail running as they are in the rest of our community and society yeah. At the moment they're not
1: yeah um, i think you've been doing a really great job though because since you set up black trail runners and 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 since this has been highlighted as an issue i i have seen a lot more brands using uh, black asian chinese models different people from different backgrounds um in advertising campaigns in brochures um in well in magazines and in, in features and things and i just think that everything is becoming more diverse it's a little step in the right direction hopefully and i, yeah. I think people have the outdoor industry is trying to listen hopefully
2: yeah and I would pick you up on the use of the word model in that actually what we have been seeing more of or want to see more of is that they're actually using black runners
1: (laughs) yeah by models I don't (laughs) actually mean models (laughs) I just mean the people that are being photographed participants
2: yeah,
1: yeah. So, I know what you
2: what mean. I never used models in my, it's my photo It's this type kind of chicken and egg situation. So people kind of come to us and they say, you know, we'd love to have lots, you know, we'd love to have pictures of black people on our website, but unfortunately there aren't any in our races. You know, what do we do?
1: Yeah.
2: What, well, you kind of do the work and you try and make sure that you get some black people into your race. So when you get them there, make sure that you represent them and that, you know, they're not overlooked, you know, because this, this happens, you can easily have, you know, and I've, I've seen this, you can have a race with 300 people in it and there's two black people. And all the photos that are then published about the race are of the winner, or of you know, you know, someone pulling a funny face, or doing one of those silly jumps. Yeah. And, and so you end up with ten photos, and you know, they're all of you white know, middle-aged accountants. So it's like, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that might represent the race as it was, but does it represent the race that you want it to be? No, it mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh, if, if you're really kind of serious about this. yeah. So you you need intentional action. It's like, okay, we're going to actually represent our race in the way that we want it to be. And if that means that we've got to go out of our way to get someone to run it, and we've got to make sure that they themselves, individually, are photographed and that we use those photographs, then that's what we'll do. Um, you know, it's not that difficult, but it does take some intention. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of imagination, yeah, uh, and, and and some of that's about who's involved in that decision making as well. So you know, if the people involved in putting stuff together are not particularly diverse, then this stuff might not occur to them.
1: Yeah,
2: why why would it necessarily? Um, and so that's one of the reasons why it's not just about for us getting more black people running; it's also getting more black people involved in the organisation of the sport and events which is my way of leading directly to talk about our first trail running Yay. racing, uh, which is Black to the Trails, uh, which takes place on the 11th of September uh, at Dunstable Downs, uh, which is a useful National Trust uh, property uh, in Bedfordshire. Um, and we have designed this to be a uh, totally inclusive event. So. Yes, it's on trails, it's on closed roads. So, I mean, there are no roads. So it's on, you know, there are no roads involved. Uh, and uh, there are distances of 10K, 5K, 8 and 1K. Uh, so you can run one of them, you can run all three. Uh, so everyone can enter. Uh, we will be shortly starting uh, kind of couch to 5k training program sort of virtually for anyone who who's entered and you know isn't sure about running that kind of distance um, the prices are really low uh, so everyone can afford it and even if you can't afford it uh, we have a kind of grant system and a pay it forward system so people who've already entered have donated so that other people can get their entries paid wow. for if afford it
1: that's really cool
2: we are providing uh, Transport from uh, the nearest train station, which is Luton. So again, that's free. Um, and there'll be music. We've got a really cool DJ. Wow. Um, we'll be announcing soon. There'll be great food. Uh, and it won't just be pizza and cake. It'll be really good food. It's really good. <laughs> really good appropriate food. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's going to be a really a really cool day
1: yeah it sounds awesome i'm really hoping to come um, i really would like to bring you Steve. <laughs> yeah i really want to i'd really like to bring steve and finley as well and uh, finley's my little Understood boy
2: things go free <laughs> ah,
1: excellent and <laughs> um, maybe finley can do the one kilometer race
2: I'm sure they could you can you can jog around with them
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's really cool um uh, I've just had a few comments I wanted to read out to you Sonny um okay. before we do some quick fire questions um O'Reilly said she followed the Cape Wrath Ultra this year um uh, her yoga teacher won it actually um wow. and she thinks it is lacking in diversity and it needs you to run it <laughs> so there you go that's someone reaching out with okay. intention <laughs> off you go next yeah. year <laughs> good luck <laughs> um, and sarah McKenney says uh, that you've seen and sonny pert are good trailblazers doing inclusive work so yeah, there you're you. definitely recognized um, and John uh, John Gardner says greetings everyone so hello to you John I know that he's watching from the United States so that's it's amazing to have so many people he says well said Sonny great work um, cool okay so we're all going to Black to the Trails Festival now is it a festival or is it just um, uh, would you call it a festival we
2: just call it a race event but it's an all day thing so yeah. you could Turn up at ten o'clock in the morning, you can stay all day, there's stuff cool. to keep you occupied all while you're there, including some trail running. Mm-hmm. Um and, and what we found, interestingly so far, is that you know the entrance, you know, we've actually got a majority of the entrants are people of colour.
1: Ah, oh, wicked.
2: Which is just unheard of in UK trail races. Yeah. And interestingly, um three quarters of entrants are women. Oh,
1: brilliant. Um, which is
2: also unheard of. Yeah.
1: So, that's really good. And so, have you got a little bot when people fill out form to enter? You've got a box saying what's your ethnic origin, absolutely. so you can sort of do a survey. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So um, the first thing that we did as Black Trail Runners two years ago uh, was ask trail events to start collecting ethnicity data because oh. no one wants. Yeah. Um, and a number of them are now doing that. So that's how we know what what the data is. And yes, we are absolutely collecting that data ourselves. Yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome oh that's really brilliant um and so what brings you the most joy about setting up black trail runners like what is what makes your heart just sing
2: um it's when you see or talk to someone who has run on the trails for the first time and just the smile on their face as they experience what it is that you know run in the woods (laughs) I mean it's as simple as that really yeah and you know you get that feeling and you and you know that they're gonna come back for more
1: yeah that's fantastic and uh, I um, as a YouTube channel owner um, I don't have any kind of ethnicity data when I look at my analytics but um, I think that my channel is mainly watched by white people of a certain background so as one of those myself I just wanted to ask you what is the best way for us to be allies to you and all the other people um, in black trail runners
2: so I think it's to um Challenge your own sort of preconceptions about things, um, and it's to challenge the events that you yourself get involved in. Uh, so you know, ask them what are they doing actually doing to increase diversity beyond you know having a phrase on their website. You know, what are they actually doing? How are they trying to get different people to run their races? Um, and you know that as I said that, you know the simplest of those is generally representation uh, so you know if you look at a website you know just look at it through that kind of filter you know i I don't know but you know as a woman you may well look at something if it was all men yeah that at least subconsciously is going to send some kind of message to you whereas if it was all women that would send a very different message uh, and you know that you know being black is part of people's identity uh in a similar way and so if we look at something and it's just a sea of white faces you know that it's not that we're like we don't like white people it's (laughs) it's that it doesn't like If I turn up to this, am I going to be the only black person there? And I've spent too much of my life in that kind of situation that you know I don't particularly want to keep putting myself into it. Yeah,
1: everyone will take photos of you. Sonny, you're on everyone's website now. Yeah,
2: that you know that's that's not how I want to live my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we don't, it's boring if everybody's the same colour and looks the same. I think it's much more interesting if everyone's from different places, there's different experiences going on and different lives and different stories <laughs> yeah,
2: and to share. the other things about it is that, you know, there's, there are lots of areas of our social life or cultural life which have been enriched by kind of diversity and there's no reason why trail running can't be the same, um, you know, it will be different but it will be better.
1: Yes. It will definitely be better. Um, thank you, Sonny. That, that was really, really um, insightful. And yeah, we'll all do that now. And if there's anything else that we can be doing, then just let us know because, sure. um, yeah, I'm sure there's tons of other stuff. Um, I have got some quick fire questions for you now to round off the interview. Um, yeah, okay. So let's hit it. Music or no music while running? No music. No music. Interesting. Um, uphill or downhill?
2: Downhill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. Rocky or muddy? Uh, I
2: think I prefer rocky. Hmm.
1: <laughs> and that is that your taste in music also?
2: <laughs> um, no, not really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, forest or mountaintop?
2: Ooh, um. I'm gonna say mountain top these days. Ooh. Yeah. I think I've kind of I'm getting more mountaining as yeah. time passes.
1: Yeah. What if there's a forest on a mountaintop, top? Oh, mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, race number, odd or even?
2: Oh wow. Um, odd. <laughs> <laughs> <I> don't, <know. laughs>
1: don't care. Um, when running, what spirit animal would you be?
2: Um, part of me wants to say cheetah but actually the truth is probably more like donkey <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a brilliant answer <laughs> mine is a squirrel a red squirrel <laughs> um after after a really muddy run do you have a bath or a shower a bath. but would you shower first to get all the mud off because otherwise you're sitting in muddy bath
2: no i'm quite happy to sit
1: in, the mud bath in a mud <laughs> <laughs> well all donkeys are <laughs> and then beer or wine after a trail race
2: oh after trail race beer yeah.
1: yeah good answer and then on a sunday after a run barbecue or sunday lunch
2: sunday lunch
1: sunday lunch like it excellent Ooh. <laughs> 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 well, that is all of the quickfire questions. Um, i just like to say thank you, Sonny, for coming on to the show and giving up your time today. Um, there's tons of people who have really enjoyed this chat. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody has loved um, hearing more about you, more about the events that you're running and Black Trail Runners. And how can people get involved? Like, is anyone allowed to join uh, the Facebook group and things like that? Yes. How can they follow Sorry. your journey?
2: So we, we have a curated Facebook group, but everyone is welcome to join. Just uh, click the button and we'll let you in. Uh, if you're, you know, as long as you share our objective, which is to increase the number of black people trail running, then you're welcome. Um, you can do that. You can follow us on Instagram, Black Trail Runners. Uh Our website is blacktrailrunners.run. There's lots of things on there, including uh, an event calendar. Uh, so that includes the races who are collecting ethnicity data, and 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 therefore we promote those races. Um, and uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at RunnersBlack Black, and we also have a Strava club. Uh, so if you're on Strava, please join that. We've got three and a half thousand members on that club, wow. so uh, we're pretty cool. And we've we've got some we've got some cool stuff coming up around that ahead of Black the Trails in September as well so even if you can't make it to Dunstable Downs you're going to have the opportunity to be part of that event
1: brilliant and you've got a meetup. Uh, I think it's the 19th of July in Birmingham we've got a meetup as well I just saw it on the on the website or on the Facebook page
2: yeah, you you you're probably okay. ahead of me. I, unfortunately, I am currently I'm currently banned from Facebook and I don't oh. know why. I can't actually see what's going on on oh, Facebook. Oh no. So, um, so yeah, that you're, you're oh, probably right I'm Sorry. not right
1: I've just looked at my diary I've put it in my diary it's 10am um, on the 16th of July Saturday the 16th of July it's a black trail runners meeting in central Birmingham so okay. my, my sister lives in Birmingham so I just thought maybe I could pay her a visit and I could, I could hop onto that because um, that sounds fun um, and also there's the Checkpoint podcast as well which I've been listening to this morning which is really great interviewing prolific um, well people from loads of different backgrounds isn't it not just black people like people from all over so,
2: We try and uh, bring out episodes every two weeks, Um, and yeah, we interview runners, uh, we interview social activists, um, you know, all kinds of people, and yeah, have a listen. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's a really interesting podcast. Fabulous. Okay, right, well, we'll all come to Dunstable Downs on Saturday the 11th of September, and, uh, and we'll meet you there.
2: Fantastic, I should mention one last thing, to sign up for that race go to blacktothetrails.co.uk
1: awesome it sounds like a brilliant race um and I can't wait to meet you and yeah I can't wait to be the only white person doing a race (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe I should start like a ginger one as well (laughs) ginger to the trails (laughs) they do have that gingers meeting don't they that big like festival of ginger people and they all get together I'd be a bit scared
2: (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing yeah
1: it is, yeah, look it up. It's, a, it's like a festival of ginger people, and they all get together. Um, I'd Yeah, I think I'd be I'd be scared if I wasn't the only ginger person. I'd just be like, <laughs> oh, I'm not special anymore. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for it. It's going to be really ace nice to meet you and Sabrina as well, because I've had Sabrina on the show as well. So um, if anybody wants to listen to that um, broadcast with Sabrina, in, I'll put it in the show notes as well, the description below, so you can click on that and listen to her as well. Um, she was one of the co-founders as well
2: yeah and she's got a book coming out next week yeah, she's
1: got the book yeah <laughs> black sheep i can't wait to read it it sounds like heartbreaking but also just a really insightful read um yeah i just i can't wait <laughs> yeah can't wait to read it and when's your book coming out then sonny
2: oh gosh um <laughs> december
1: <laughs> oh really you're writing one
2: <laughs>
1: yeah oh cool what's your book about
2: Um, Well, it's about hunting and ultras, but also about the kind of intersection of race and sport. Yeah, so it's it's not a memoir, uh, Mm -hmm. but it does feature aspects of my past, but it's really mostly thinking about kind of contemporary issues to do with race Mm -hmm. and sport today, and kind of activism in that space as well, Mm -hmm. kind of intermixed with my experience of running ultras
1: (laughs) awesome it sounds brilliant i'm so glad i said that as a joke but actually you are (laughs) writing a book so that's brilliant (laughs) that's fantastic um well thank you so much for coming on um it's been really interesting insightful and entertaining um so it's been brilliant and thank you for giving us so much of your time as well and all the tips on ultra running as well that's been brilliant um and i'm looking forward to meeting you on the 11th hopefully Great. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cool.
0: Okay. I'll see you soon then, Sadie. Bye. Bye. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello?